You've arrived. You've arrived. To the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go. What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Down checking in with you once again. Oh, man, this is an episode for the fight fans for sure. We finally had a beautiful UFC event. I will get into that. UFC Fight Night, Sao Paulo. It is beautiful to be back in Brazil. Um, just the history of Brazilian martial artists. And, I mean, everywhere from the Gracies to Anderson Silva, Wanderlei Silva. We can go through a whole list of greats. Um, amazing to be back over there. It was a huge, I mean, the energy in, in just that environment it always seems super hype. And even Dolby called them out. I mean, just love love what they're doing over there and just love the history of the event. Good job, Dana, bringing it back to the roots, and we'll leave it at that. But, hey, big shout-out, Brazil. History, history, son. Um, let's see. want to start off just by being thankful for uh, each and every one of you, but being thankful that there was no judges and no referee controversy. I mean, that is huge. We'll give a round of applause. You improved. You improved. I don't know if they improved or the situations didn't arise because there were less knees to the head, which seemed to be like a huge ordeal last event. But we're going to go ahead and bypass all that. I'm just thankful there were no consecutive low blows that were called leg shots. There were no titty punches, nipple punches. There were no um, disqualifications for, you know, head kicks. I remember there was at least one eye poke and, and I think that was it. I don't remember any serious low blows. I think there was one that was kind of shook off, but overall, very clean, um, very clean fights, and you know, just beautiful, beautiful thing, beautiful thing. The issue we do have our we're gonna call it controversy, but it's not really controversy because it's set in stone. It should be controversy, but we got to talk about these missed weights. I mean, it it just keeps occurring we had four fighters missed weight one did go back and make the weight so we're actually going to say three but there were four that hit the scale and missed initially gave him the extra hour he cut the he cut the pound and a half so he did actually make weight but we're going to say three four sounds better for the point that i'm trying to make but fighters at this point if you miss weight that is a huge strategic advantage if you planned on missing weight if you're willing to give up between 10 and 30 percent of your purse to have a weight advantage, it's worth having the win on your record in most people's situations. Um, we saw, what was his name? Was it Brenner? Brenner or something a couple of events ago where he was barking like a dog right after he missed weight by like three or four pounds, three and a half pounds as well. Clearly didn't even attempt to make weight, took it as an advantage, and later on in the fight, he just wore right through the guy. I'm very curious what that three and a half pounds had to do with it, but we'll never know because he's not getting re-signed. So they don't play. You lost the fight at the scale. You never even should have made it to the ring. Um, as Stephen Wonderboy Thompson showed us at UFC 291 versus Michelle Piera, um, you come in heavy, we're not fighting. The fight is not going to take place. The same thing happened on this undercard uh, Victor Hugo versus Daniel Marcos canceled because Hugo missed weight by two and a half pounds. Um, that's, that's, that's heavy. That's heavy. So it's different because coming from uh, like the wrestling background, you don't miss weight. I mean, that's, that's not something that you'll see a lot of wrestlers. They, they make weight, you know, um, American college 
collegiate wrestlers, I think they're referred to. Uh, they're they're on weight. It's more of the MMA guys, you know, those type of background in MMA. I mean, you lost at the scale, but a lot of them are willing to give up that 10 to 30%. I believe Israel Adesanya even spoke on this in the ring to Dana, just telling them, man, they take more, take take 60%. We should be taking 40 to 60% for missing weight because you already lost the fight at the scale. You take 40 to 60, I guarantee you more people start making weight. Other than that, the weight issues, um, it was it was okay. We had, we had a decent event. Um, the weight issue did come into play the second fight of the prelims, but I'll wait till I get there to bring that up. Let's start with the prelims. Zip, 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 zip. Um, Anybody who's wondering, I'm typically in the UFC Strike Discords, uh, jumping around. They have a bunch of giveaways in there, always giving away packs. Good community, good conversations, very positive. And we just in there chopping it up, talking shit, looking at the fights and stuff. So if y'all ever do want to join us, jump in over there. We're typically UFC Strike um, Discord. You'll see the event. You jump into there. There's always giveaways throughout the event. Um I believe Alex will post them. I'm not going to say it's always him because it doesn't really tell me, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, Alex, good guy. He'll post them throughout the event, and you just click the button, verify, and hopefully you win. Good luck. Uh, I've won pay-per-view codes. I've won packs of cards. I've won all types of things. So check it out. That's where I am. But start with fight number one of the prelims was Mark Diassi, Diakis versus, uh, I don't know, Ferguson. It was a three-round decision. Nothing you really need to go back and watch. Ferguson definitely held a better stand-up, but Mark just kept dominating on the takedown. Very, um, wasn't the most entertaining fight, but watching it and understanding, you know, just the growth that, uh, Mark is going through. I, he had huge advancements in his game. His takedowns were very good. Uh, not, not very good, but were good, uh, good, very good compared to what they were last time. Fernandez just couldn't keep his standing, couldn't get off his back. He kept closing his guard and things like that and just ended up being, controlled for most of the fight he could not get his hips out from under it was very odd to watch just because he didn't even attempt to there was no attempt for an arm bar no attempt for sweeps no attempt he just latched on and let him stay there so you don't need to go back and watch it round three three round decisions um, whatever Diakis goes to next I'm not really too worried about it uh, Fernandez going forward we'll see um, he can stand a bang so I don't doubt that he'll make an entertaining fight but put him against a wrestler he doesn't not have the takedown defense to stop Mark, who's not at the highest level. So it is what it is. He's probably got his ceiling, but no no, no disrespect. Um, he definitely went out there and was looking to bang. So, hey, love it, love it, love the matchup. But Mark Diakis, Diakis um, he won. You know what I mean? Won, the wrestler won. That's how that one goes. Eduarda Mora, she's the one that missed weight by three and a half pounds. She was versus Maserat Ruiz. Round two TKO was not even close. Just complete domination by Mora. Mora is, she's got a nice track record. Ruiz is coming off of, uh, I think, two or three losses in a row now. She typically gets dominated. She's one of the smaller girls for that weight division. And Mora coming in oversized, just completely dominated. They weren't in the same class. Even the stand-up was dominated by uh, Mora. It was just too much size. She was just pressing her around when it went to the floor. Ruiz stood no chance. It was just ground and pound. Stopped round two. I didn't like it. Um, Mora definitely. I know she had one fight canceled. I'm not sure why the other fight was canceled. I definitely could have looked it up. But she lost that fight at the scale. So she went in. She was celebrating like she 
she won. Um, one thing that the if you do not make the the scale, if you don't make weight, you get no, you cannot win post fight bonuses. And I know that this rule has, you know, been modified at some point by Dana White if he really feels he deserves it. But typically, if you miss weight, you do not qualify for post fight bonuses. That is good. Uh, Mora definitely does not deserve one. She came in super heavy, overmatched her opponent, who was just very much smaller, never really stood a chance, and. It was sad. It was not entertaining to watch at all. What she does next, nobody cares. Um, she was in Brazil, so she had some hype there, but ultimately you miss on that weight, and if you see the mismatch just standing in the ring, it's like, yeah, this isn't this isn't right. Somebody messed this one up. Um, you got to make weight. got to make weight. I don't feel bad for you at that point. I don't even count the wins as a win. It's a good thing you didn't lose because if you don't make weight and you lose, you really got a situation. Now, if it's a pound, a pound and a half, and they were struggling to make it, that's one thing. But when you miss by three and a half pounds, you clearly – you clearly didn't even really try, which will be proof later on. Um, Angela Hill versus De- De- Denise Gomez or Denise Gomez. I think it was Denise Gomez. This is a good fight, man. Three round decision. Um, Angela Hill is just, I mean, I don't see you ever being champion, but she is consistent. She's well-rounded. She can take it down. She has a sharp stand up. And Gomez went out there trying to knock her head off. So that was a it was a good fight. They definitely had a lot of grappling in the corners. You saw Angela Hill using her advantages and her height and technique. And when Gomez got free, she was just trying to throw. She was throwing putazos, man. So it was a beautiful fight. Um, I think Angela Hill definitely upped her stock a little bit. She's already ranked. I know that she fights often. And she doesn't get knocked out. She doesn't come at with, you know, she's not high knockout. She's not bringing much power. She doesn't get many submissions. It's a decision, decision. She kind of like the Bilal Muhammad of the division, you know, but she's definitely consistent. So I do give her that. Bilal, I don't even know the last time he fought. Um, besides the point, besides the point, Angela Hill, three-round decision. Congratulations. Who you fight next? Eh, we'll see. Um, either way, it'll be a prelim undercard, but love to see that she's constantly moving forward. She has no quit in her and – I, I enjoy watching her fight. So congratulations. Uh, Gomez, nothing against her either. She decent on the, you know, on the, on the fence and her takedown defense. So she definitely impressed, but just didn't connect, didn't connect. She went out there throwing and trying to finish the deal, which the next fight, I mean, Victor Petrino versus Modestas Pacascas. I don't know how the hell you pronounce the first one, but Petrino versus Pekaskis, round two, TKO from a beautiful left hook. Petrino is now 10-0. and 0. There is no lack of power in that individual. He comes out as putazos. I mean, where he goes, I, I should have really looked into who he should fight next, especially at 10-0. He has a nice run in the UFC. I think he's like 3 or 4-0 and 0 now in the UFC. Um, He's very impressive, folks. I, I really should have went and looked into who I want him to fight next because it's looking like main card from here. I mean, you, he did the prelims. He held that shit down, man. Round two, beautiful left hook. For those who didn't look, didn't see it, I believe you can find it on YouTube and in the shorts. For sure, you can find it on Twitter, um, X, whatever you want to call it. We don't. I don't know what you call it because we're still putting out tweets. We're not putting out X's. You know, and we are putting out X's, but that's out to the curb. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So, Victor Petrino, beautiful left hook. Bukaskis, man, it was it was a good fight. Round one was back and forth. I mean, they were just complete stand-up. Bukaskis was more of the technical trying to 
you know, stay on the outside, move and groove. But Petrino caught him, man, with beautiful left hook. That's all it takes when you have that type of power. Set him down, arms in the air. He knew it was over. Ref jumped in immediately. Good job, once again, referees. Most of the stoppages this weekend were beautiful, were well done. And good job, referees, man. Y'all deserve it. Fighters as well. Uh, y'all already know that. Y'all get your applause. Renat, Renat, uh, Fakadinov versus Elizio Del Santos. Dos Santos. I don't know. Dos Santos versus Renat. We're going to leave it at that, man. That was a beautiful fight. For those that didn't see, it ended in a draw, but both gentlemen. Holy sh- I'm typically not a draw individual. I had no money on this fight. I did look it up. Um, for those that, you know, I do want to apologize right now before I even get into that one because I did do a whole review for this fight card. It just didn't have the pop. It didn't seem like it had the, um, it didn't have the, the luster behind it. And I wasn't trying to add to, I didn't need to. I had other things to do. I'm actually currently painting um, in the garage. I'm getting ready for the body filler. So I'm not actually painting right now. I'm still doing the sanding and the body filler. Got everything sanded down to 220 grit. Going to do body filler today. Hopefully, if the weather permits and there's not too much humidity, that all dries well and get down to the sanding um, for those that know and don't know. Also, had some tweakers next door. Uh, so those that don't know, I have some squatters, my my OG neighbors, my L.A. Hispanic people, they moved out. So we have some squatters in there right now, Oh, African-American bunch, maybe like six to eight of them. And they, there's a lot of tweakers going in and out, you know, and I'm working on my front yard, working on a body panel, and one of the neighbors come up. Hey, can I borrow jack stand? Uh, no, can I borrow a jack? I'm working on a car. Like, no problem, man. Here's a jack. Here's some jack stands, man. Don't hurt yourself. Let me know. You need anything else, you know? Of course, they don't get returned, man. They don't get returned. Well, unfortunately for that guy, um, I don't play that shit. So I, I had to go get my skateboard, put some manhunt hours in, and I found his ass. And he, uh, a little persuasion, definitely, you know, I showed up with a, you know, we got artillery and we got fight shorts on. Which one you want to do? You you make your decision. Either way, you're about to get you, you you're done. Either way, you know what I mean. Uh, your graves are already dug. Don't worry about that. So, we we can do that. So, with that being said, yeah, I got my shit back. So, yeah, back to UFC Fight Night, man. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Renat versus Dos Santos. Oh man, typically don't feel this way, but this this fight deserved a draw. I mean, this was a beautiful fight. Oh man, Renat came out firing. Dos Santos, a true veteran. He's been fighting OGs for, I mean, some time now. And uh, he stopped St. Denise, and that, that's a big that's a big one. St. Denise is coming up. I think he's a co-main coming up. You, you'll, you'll see exactly what the hell I'm talking about in a couple of events. But Dos Santos, Renat, Renat came out firing, dropped him in the first 30 seconds, had him hurt, chased him around round two. You can see Dos Santos getting you know confidence back, getting the rhythm, getting um, Renat's timing down. Renat started to fade a little bit. I saw it. By round three, Dos Santos was on that ass, boy. Renat was folding. He definitely came. I mean, beautiful fight, and I don't mean folding in a bad thing. He definitely went out there, gave him the business round one, gave him what he had round two. By round three, he was hurting, and Dos Santos stepped it up. True veteran shit, and... The fight was a draw. I mean, he even dropped Renat with a body kick, one of those teak kicks. Man, I love it. As a karate guy, I definitely practiced that a whole lot. Never really used it. I was more, I, I used the jump skip kick more often and kick somebody into a tele, uh, basketball court. 
But the, the teak kick, I did not use that. I used more of a side kick, which doesn't really do much more likely to land. But when it comes to the velocity and the striking ability, those teak kicks, man, are very impressive for the people that are using them correctly. It landed. Renault folded over. Um, Dos Santos was over there giving him a pounding. Once again, referee did not stop the fight. How motherfuckers did your thing, man. Referees, good job, because you definitely could have stopped the fight. Nobody would have argued, but he let it continue. Renato Dos Santos went the distance, went to a draw. It was beautiful, and shout out to both gentlemen. That's how you main event a prelim. That could have been main event for the fight night, and everybody would have been happy. That was a beautiful fight. Possibly fight of the night. You know, I put it up there. It was beautiful. Um. I would like to see him run it back. I'm not going to lie. But if you're not going to run it back, I got a I got a perfect spot to slide Renault in. And uh, Dos Santos, he can fight anybody. He's a veteran. He's been around. You can run that back. It'd be beautiful. Or you can pick anybody for him. Renault, he has a game plan. We know where he's going. Main card, main card, main card. This is where it goes down. Rodolfo Vieira versus... Uh, Petrosian, this fight was canceled for illness. This one hurts my heart because I play DraftKings. Once you're locked in, when the event starts, you are locked in. After the event started, illness, fight was canceled, destroyed my fight card, but it really wouldn't have mattered because of my Gabriel Bonfim uh, bet, but that did not pay off. That's a whole other story. I'll get to that, but Petrosian and Vieira was canceled. Vieira got sick backstage. That was that hurt my DraftKings. Um Makes it very difficult to bet on UFC at this point just because of the last couple events I've had something happen, whether it's one of the disqualifications or those types of bullshit or because I had definitely a knee last event and then um, I had Johnny Walker losing, I remember. That one fucked me, man, and now this one, I got the illness. So maybe the DraftKings thing, just keep it to NFL because the UFC thing is not cutting it at this point. Um, you can't have these cancellations before the fight even occurs. That's, that's wrong to do. Israel Bonfim versus Vin Pinchao. Pinchao's the one that came, I think it was a pound and a half overweight limit. They gave him an hour. He came back, made weight, but ultimately the fight was canceled because Bonfim missed weight by 3.5. Um, Pincho said on his Twitter or social media that he was there to prove a point that Bonfim needs to respect the sport and he needs to have more self-respect to come in and make weight, and he did not deserve the right to fight. Can't argue with that. 3.5, he shouldn't. And with that being said, Ruiz should have taken that same thing with that 3.5 and just canceled that fight because it was complete mismatch. And I think Vink knew that. He was like, hell no, I ain't doing that. You ain't setting me up, boy. So a very smart move by Pincho. We're not you know, fans of it, but we're less of fans that Ismail Bonfim did not even attempt to fight that fight at the scale he came in and was round one knocked out 3.5 didn't even come back to you know make the weight he just 3.5 is ridiculous he didn't even come in close so we'll leave it at that and that's a non-title fight you definitely don't deserve to be anywhere in a title conversation if you can't make near weight 3.5 that's some hamza shit but move up weight class we'll, we'll, we'll have a different discussion Elves Brenner. This was a beautiful fight versus Kremch. I know who the hell I'm talking about. Round one KO. Brenner came out 3-0 in the UFC all in 2023. This dude is on fire, coming out banging. 
I know who we want to see him fight, folks. I know who we want to see him fight, and it's 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 Terrence McKinney. Let's be honest, man. T Mac, he's got to go out there. Terrence McKinney fights Brenner. That's going to be a banger. Super excited for it. Hopefully, y'all listening and line that up. But either way, Brenner, congratulations. Huge. I think it was an overhand right, or was it the left? Maybe it was the left. He threw a right. The other guy threw a right. He threw a left and caught him on the temple strangely, and boom, face planted him. It was beautiful. It was a flash knockout. He didn't hit him after. I love the sportsmanship that was showed at this event. Pretty much in all the fights, there were so many hugs and just, it was all love, man. It was wars, complete wars, but it was just respect before the round started, and I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, Dumbass Michael Bisping on the commentator over there, like, we don't have time for that after the fight. We got time for that, man, all day. Y'all can do it. Y'all gonna bang like that, man. Y'all can go ahead and give your hugs, man. Give your love. Go ahead and hate it out, man. But that's Michael Bisping for you. We'll, we'll leave him where he is. He is a former champion, so I give him that. But that's all I give him when it comes to the commentary. Next fight was... K.O. Boralio versus Abus Magomedov. Um, round three decision. So this was a beautiful. This was a good fight. Um, I definitely think uh, Abus was gun shy from the Sean Strickland beating that he took. Um, I know that he didn't want to gas out. He definitely went in and conserved. He was very a lot more con- cautious. Boralio showed that he was a little sharper. And on point, using the distance and able to pinpoint while Abus was in there. He definitely had a power advantage, and he did land some big shots. Um, Kyo ended up getting an eye poke, I think, in the second round, if I remember. Or maybe it was the first round. End of the first round, I believe, or early second. But he battled through it. That was our, you know, that was a concerning one. We've seen this before, but he was able to battle through it. Ended up being a decent fight, um, a stand-up war. At the end of the third round, Kayo took him down, was able to dominate, secure the win, secure the decision. Um, Abus, you can put him anywhere. He kind of floats around. But Kayo, I think he needs to fight Kevin Gastelum. Kevin Gastelum keeps having these injuries and things going back. I can't even tell you the last time he fought, but I think his rank has got to definitely be in jeopardy. And if not him, if you want a real good fight of two up-and-comers instead of put, placing him with the veteran, you can place Kayo against Joseph Pfeiffer. Uh, Joe Pfeiffer, he's out there banging. I think he's got two losses. Kayo has two losses. They match up very well. They're very closely ranked, I believe. Not sure where Kayo actually falls after this fight, but they should be closely ranked. So you either give him Kevin Gastelum and make him you know, fight his way up because Gastelum does not deserve to be that high in the rankings at this point, or you give him Joe Pfeiffer and see who deserves the right to move up in the rankings. That would be a huge one, but you're going to kill one of their hypes, and they're both bringing huge amounts. So I'm not sure what Dana would want if Dana would want to go that route, but if he does, man, that's a huge highlight. Rodrigo Nascimento, I remember because it sounded like uh, Sacramento, versus Dante Mays. Uh, it was a good fight, round three decision. It's strange seeing, you know, the two heavyweights going three rounds, but they definitely both approached it very cautious. Definitely. You can see that they both respected each other's power. It was back and forth stand up. Um, it is what it is. Nothing huge to talk about. Strange to see heavyweights go to the three round decision. And, uh, Mays was there the whole time. He was definitely able to land the big punch, but Rodrigo was definitely the more busy fighter and came away with the decision. Next. 
uh, Rodrigo, you can pair him up with either Alexander Romanov. I think that he, he would pair up well, and Romanov is on a streak. Or if you want to give him somebody that's coming down that, that has a chance, give him a Rosenstruck. I think that Josinho versus Rodrigo would be a decent matchup. Uh, we'll see where Rodrigo matches up, and it gives Rosenstruck an opportunity to get back on a win streak. Next fight was probably performance of the night, I would say, by Mr. Dalby because Gabriel Bonfim came out with fire in that first round. He was putting it on Nicholas um, Dalby. I mean, he was giving him the hands. He took it to the ground. He was dominating him on the ground. Uh, Dalby, complete respect. He was in there. He gave it, you know, survival mode and... Never lost his cool. You can tell that he's a veteran, been in there for over 20 fights, and he just kept his cool the entire first round. He knew Bonfim was coming out with a fire. They talked in the interview about how he expected Bonfim to come out on fire. He withstood the pressure, withstood the, you know, the fire, and by round two, it was game over. Round two, KO Dalby went, gave him the business. Bonfim broke. I'm going to say he mentally just snapped, kind of like his brother did before he even hit the scale. Gabriel Bonfim did not do it. They are not those guys, um, as they've proven. You never had that type of controversy. You know, uh, let's just say your superstars and stuff never really missed weight by 3.5. That's just part of the business. you got to win the fight at the scale before you, you worry about the fight in the ring. Gabriel Bonfim was giving him the business. He looks sharp. He has all of the talent in the world. Unfortunately, what Dolby has cannot be taught. That is all heart. That's the dog in him. Um, roof, roof. You know what I mean? But amazing performance by Dolby. Bonfim, he's got a mentally, I mean, I'm very, I'm very mm, not concerned, intrigued with his next matchup just to see how he responds because he's either broken or he's going to respond and do well. But. He may be a broken man. Um, Abus responded okay, but he was definitely gun shy. And Gabriel Bonfim got an ass whooping, a learning lesson, and I believe that was his first loss. So congratulations to Dalby. <laughs> Nothing but respect for his performance. Go back and watch that fight if you can, and it was amazing. Dalby next. Um, he's gotta. He's gotta fight for a ranking. I would like to see him fight Renault. They just came off the same card. Uh, Renault went to a draw. So like I said, if you're going to fight Renault again, match him up with Dos Santos. If you run that back, nobody will complain. I mean, you can even move that up to a main card for sure. Um, and if not, I think Dolby Renault, because Renault is, I believe he was ranked 15. Give Dolby a shot, man. Let him get into that ranking. Um, I think Renault showed that he can bang. Dolby can withstand the pressure. Renault folded by round three. Dolby has the ability to fold them by round three. I think it's a beautiful matchup. We'll see what Renault has learned. We'll see if Dolby can continue to move up the rankings. Um, a veteran, not much time left, so I'd like to see him start moving up. Oh, man. Main event. This is very disappointing for most of the fans. Charlton Almeida versus Derek Lewis. It's a five-round decision. Um, it was ass. It was ass. I had no, you know, could take a nap. You can avoid it. You can read about it and we can sum up the fight like this. Derek Lewis is ready to drop bolos, putasos. He was there with the nuclear weapon. Almeida was not trying to engage and shot for takedowns. Every chance he got, he did not want to engage. He was a, what, you know, some would refer to as a crotch sniffer and he was just shooting, shooting, takedown. Derek Lewis, um, his takedown defense did improve. 
and his ground defense was well. Unfortunately, all he had was defense. It was roll around on the ground, get him in mount. Um, a lot of people are saying it was it was good to watch, and it wasn't. I, to me, it was not because it showed holes in both games that were were far beyond the point where this should be occurring. Derek Lewis, we know who, we know what he's about. He wants to throw blows. I wish that they would pair him up against people that would be more entertaining, but this is the way you know the matchups work, especially when you're in the rankings. You got to fight other people. Almeida, he showed his inability to finish a fight, his inability to one in submission form. Derek Lewis has been submitted many times. He's given up his back position in that fight many times. Um, Almeida showed his inability to finish, his inability to inflict damage due to ground and pound. He just showed the ability to mount control that's not hard against Derek Lewis. So I think that Almeida actually showed more holes in his game than he showed benefits. This is an entertainment industry, and there was nothing entertaining about that fight. Um, and this is coming from somebody I, I enjoy ground game, ground domination 100%, but just to advance, especially to get in the mount and to not have the ability to finish there, especially against Derek Lewis, somebody who is not a you know very good ground defender. So I think it actually showed more holes in Almeida's game. I don't think uh, if... Derek Lewis was ranked one above, I think. You can just swap them positions. That's all Almeida deserves from that performance. It was ugly. Nobody's going to look forward to his next fight. I saw after the fight, he threw his hands in the air in a celebration. That's a hard one to celebrate. You know, uh, yeah, you survived a fight with the beast, but you didn't even play with the fire. You literally just called the fire department, went in there, and just let him hose it down. Didn't even get the fire out. You know what I mean? You just literally contained the fire and just watched it for for five rounds. Um, we definitely could have had a three-round match. We would have got the same situation, and nobody's going to watch that fight again. So business-wise, it wasn't very good. I know Dana White is not into that. If you need proof, just look at the Contender Series. If somebody did that type of performance, you would not get a contract. You'd be uh, lucky to fight again, ultimately. So... We'll see what going forward. I really don't care what Almeida does. I think it would probably be smart to rebook him against Curtis Blades because I think Curtis Blades provides the opposite. Um, Derek Lewis, as you know, he's the big. He's he is the stand-up guy. Curtis Blades, as you know, is the opposite. Uh, Curtis Blades does have the ability and has shown the ability recently in his last few matches to stand up and to even get a finish there. So. I think that'd be a good matchup. You can just go ahead and rebook Almeida versus Curtis Blades. Do not rebook him against Derek Lewis because that shit was boring. It was whack, and that's that. So we wrapped up that UFC event. Like I said, biggest um, turn, you know, biggest takeaway. Good job, referees. Good job, doctors. Good job, ringside physicians. Good job, everybody. Huge improvement over last fight. Um, we're gonna give the, you know, the. I wish I still had my bogus bam, bam, bam for the, uh, all the fighters that missed weight. I think that this is a huge thing that should be addressed. I think Dana White needs to up that from, you know, 10 and 30. Let's go, let's go 30 and 50. You know, I think that's fair. 30 to 50 is more fair. You're going to miss 30 off the back. Don't miss weight. And if you miss heavy, you're half gone. Don't, don't take 30, take half. That's a huge advantage and it's not fair. Plus you agreed to something. You're already not meeting the agreement. So breach of contract so it is what it is <sighs> huge event um i thought it was a success overall there was actually some good matchups especially for being a fight night as long as you have espn plus you got to watch it for free 
And there were some good damn fights. Fighter of the night, I would say, was Dolby. And fight of the night, I would say, was Renault versus Dos Santos. I hope y'all got your bonuses. I should have looked into who got it. But ultimately, I feel bad for uh, Pinchel, who opponent didn't make weight, chose not to fight it. Now you're stuck in the Wonderboy Thompson scenario. The flip side of that, Ruiz, opponent missed weight by 3.5. The same thing. She took the fight, and she got her ass whooped. So, Takeaway of this event, we got to do something about the scale. We got to beat that fight before it even hits the scale. This shouldn't be the controversy, but I'm thankful it's not low blows, eye pokes, and disqualifications due to knees to the head. And I mean, thankfully, from what I hear, is the 12 to 6 elbows are gone. I think Joe Rogan, I heard say it, but I haven't actually heard it nationally that, you know, all of the people taken away, but something to look into. Love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Definitely get another UFC episode coming out this week due to the uh, significance of this weekend's event. I know we have Yuri Prokaska versus, uh, what's his name, Alex Piera, and we have a couple big events coming up. So love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. This is Bob Dog tuning out, and I'll be back. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast. With your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self destruct in three, two, one.